Hey guys, and welcome back to another Culture Boys episode. I'm Pepe, and I'm joined by Nathan. And today, we're getting heated. That's right. Yeah, this is a new concept we've come up with, and it's called Cultured Boys Debates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. In this little uh, new idea we've got, uh, basically, myself and Nathan have come up with several topics, uh, which we're going to put into a random generator. Our favorite random generation. <laughs> I love, honestly, random. This is my favorite thing. So, love that. <laughs> uh, so we put loads of topics in. I don't know what Nathan's are. I think Nathan might have seen a few of mine, but. Only because I had to put it in the generator, but that's it. Nathan's my lovely assistant here. He's going to be picking out the names and also whether myself or Nathan are arguing for or against this point as well. We've also put that in the generator because we're not picking. That'd be too easy. Yeah. <laughs> so literally you're seeing this live with us. So <laughs> this is going to be quite interesting. <laughs> I know what I've picked out and I'm hope uh, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> okay. So before I hit generation, uh -huh. do we want to read out what it says or like... um, As in, what would you mean? Like, like do we want to, do we want to tell all the t potential topics or should we just go for it? Nah, I think we go, we go random. There's, there's top, if you do another one of these episodes, you'll see what those topics are if we do another one of these. Okay. But cool. Go on, Nathan, choose our first topic. Okay. Random choice. Here we go. <laughs> Sushi would taste a lot better if it was in a sandwich. <laughs> okay, yep. And, uh, 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 is this for me or you? Like, for or okay. against? Like, who's going first? Um, I uh, know. Well, so uh, what does it say? Like, so who's going for? Okay. I, I literally just wrote for or against, so. Okay, uh, pick it for me. I'll, I'll see what this one goes for then. For Pepe, you are against against sushi <laughs> oh, you, have, you have to argue for this point i know considering <laughs> this is terrible because i eat sushi and you don't <laughs> so right okay shall i start off or do you want to start off who wants to start off this um i'm happy to go fuck it uh yeah putting sushi in a sandwich it doesn't <laughs> literally you can easily you can end a discussion about two minutes if you wanted to it don't work there's a reason why you don't put sushi in a sandwich because one you got like sushi's like predominantly rice and fish or veggies whatever meat filling you want to go for on it mm -hmm. but you don't put that in a sandwich that's too many carbs mate imagine like there's it just don't work there's a reason why it doesn't exist already if it did exist already you wouldn't you like it did exist already you would know one wants it no one wants this thing easy I would argue that it could work though. Go on. But you just haven't tried it. Have you tried it? I haven't personally, but carbs on carbs doesn't matter. Sober sandwich, chip butty, that's carbs on carbs. People do that already. Mm. Crisp sandwich, that's carbs on carbs. Nah, like that's one thing with it though. Like there's there's too many ingredients to a piece of sushi. With the with like the sober sandwich and realistically a chip, a chip butty, you've got the single ingredient there. Like you got that one thing, that's fine. But like sushi, there's so much stuff that goes into sushi. I mean, so sober sandwich, you can you can put in your whatever whatever yucky soba you want. What flavor you even put in this? I mean, well, just because people are putting just the noodles in there, the fried noodles, don't mean that they didn't. To think you know maybe i'll put my my little uh cut up octopus sausages you know <laughs> like maybe i maybe i put in my my bit of pork bit of a uh, bit of lettuce you know you don't know okay so okay dave what's your ideal sushi sushi sandwich then um if i had to do one it would probably be a spam masubi mm -hmm. so so 
a little bit of rice, some spam, <laughs> and a little thing of seaweed. <laughs> Sushi sandwich, isn't it? <laughs> what bread are we going for here? Brown bread. Brown bread. O- okay, right. Or granary. Are you going to need butter? Are you putting butter? Are you putting mayo on this thing? What are you putting on here? Um, no, I think I'd leave it as is. No? Because uh, spam is very flavorful. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to risk a heart attack by putting some butter or something in it. <laughs> so, like, would you put any wasabi on this sandwich? Oh, I don't eat wasabi. <laughs> no, was, I, so uh, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe if it was like some of the fresh stuff, but like that stuff out of a tube, nah, get that shit out of here. Okay, okay. So you, <laughs> so you're having yourself basically a spam sandwich with rice and a bit of seaweed. Is what you hear? What I'm hearing. Hey, but spam wasabi, that's. That's Hawaiian. There's a massive Japanese community in Hawaii, and it's also massive in Okinawa, which is Japanese. So there you go. It's technically sushi. The one thing that kind of puts me off your whole sandwich in general here isn't actually the fillings itself. It's the fact that there's a brown bread on it as well. <laughs> like, if it, I if I was going to have a sushi sandwich, I'd think I'd go for, like, maybe a baguette or, like, some soba bread or something like that. If I was... I won't because it's an abomination. I mean, sober br- the sober pan stuff is just a hot dog bun. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, see, sober sandwich. I like. I like a sober sandwich. You see, I do not. So <laughs> <laughs> see, the thing is with it is that the brown bread for me just kind of like takes away any sort of joy that you would possibly get from a like a sushi sandwich, like. Look, it's healthier, okay? <laughs> you really go for the health factor. <laughs> I like spam, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. But I'm eating spam, fam, okay? Spam is not healthy. <laughs> that shit is salty as fuck, okay? I need the fucking brown bread. I need that shit to balance it out. Otherwise, I'm probably going to die from eating too many spam with super sandwiches. Well, you should not, eat, not even go for a brioche then. <laughs> nah, fuck brioche, man. You don't like brioche? It's not that I don't like brioche, but every time I've had brioche with something, it's very rarely that I'm like, yeah, that brioche bun, that really added sign to it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's because every other time I'm just like, it's a fucking bun. Great. Fair enough, man. But nah, like it just there's a reason why sushi doesn't belong in the sandwiches because like, it's just an abomination. If you if you went over to me and gave me a sushi sandwich, one, I'm not big on sushi anyway. I was gonna say. Imagine if you just handed handed me a fucking cucumber roll in a bun. Like that's that's upsetting. This is one thing about a sushi sandwich as well. The combinations are there's a lot of different combinations. And they could all end absolutely abysmally. Like the fact that, what is it? What has it got? Um, like California roll? There's a lot of things going on there. It's too much. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. But we're focusing too much on the fact that there's rice and seaweed, right? Right, okay, yeah. Sushi is also sashimi. That's kind of a cop-out, I feel. But it still counts. Mm-hmm. You can just put the fish in some bread, mate. Put some sauce on there. <laughs> just make just making a fish sandwich. Yeah, but that's still sushi. <laughs> Sashimi is still sushi. <laughs> but, okay. So it could work. But like, okay, again, I'm not a fish guy. I, I'm not a fish guy either. So the fact that any... Fi- I don't like tuna in a sandwich, bro. Like the fact that you're giving me this raw shit. Like, be- granted, it's better ingredients. I'll, I'll appreciate it. It's much higher quality than that canned shit. And you want to put that in higher quality within two slices of bread. You're telling me you want to go for this high quality sushi. And you're be like, you know what? I'm going to put that in some bread, you know? Look, you know what? For the sake of this argument, yes. I'd rather have that <laughs> than fucking canned shit. 
<laughs> I still love the canned shit. And I have that in a sandwich any day. But I'll still, <laughs> in this argument, yeah, yeah, I'll put that high quality fucking chew toro, <laughs> that fucking fatty stomach meat in there. <laughs> I, I will waste a high cut of tuna and put it in there, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know where I go. This is so much that's going on. Uh, nah, I, I'm one of those people. I'll eat anything as well, man. But sushi sandwich, it, it just don't work, bro. It don't work. Well, like, what about? I, I like my sushi with a bit of soy sauce as well. You put soy sauce in there, like, what? You put that on the bread? It fucking leaks with the bread and shit like that. No, you obviously put it on the rice that's in there. You muppet. Wait, so well, hold on a second. But like, I mean, what's the balance though? This is the one thing. Well, so you're supposed to put a lot of soy sauce. You put a, like, you have to give it an even amount if it's going around. It depends on what sushi you're putting it on. Like, are you having it? a typical sushi that's got the rice in which case you've got a rice barrier between some bread yeah or if you're doing sashimi you just put it directly on the fish hopefully it doesn't soak past the fish how how is the presentation of this sort of thing for example a roll like any like i don't know like a um, california roll for example like are we just putting the uncut sushi on the slices of bread or we actually slice it up make it look presentable how how are you distributing the sandwich why would i ever just cut up the like make the whole roll and then cut up to put in a sandwich that's stupid (laughs) so you put you put in the roll in straight you put it just literally put the roll in no you i wouldn't even make the roll you just put all the ingredients in two bits of bread so you oh so you're not even having the roll itself in the sandwich. You're disassembling the sushi and then putting it around. Bro, it's still the sushi ingredients. Ah, uh, no, I feel like this is a different argument now. This is a sushi ingredient argument rather than a sushi in the sandwich. What? So you've imagined this whole time you cut up each piece, you cut the whole roll, and then you like layer it on like a fucking maniac <laughs> yeah, in two yeah. fucking bits of bread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I imagined it like. <laughs> That's how my mind works. <laughs> Dang. That makes for a terrible sandwich. Exactly. That's that's why it's a terrible sandwich. <laughs> I just meant as a, t- a fucking thing you have to hold, man. Like, I still reckon it might be okay to eat. Nah, it's, it's an abomination. Too many ingredients in a random roll that you can't bite into. The distribution ain't working, man. Oh, there's not too many ingredients. Is not a is not a problem. I've done much worse in life <laughs> with a sandwich. So a sushi sandwich is nothing. <laughs> it, it would work better than the things I've done. Okay. What have you done? <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know if I ever told it on Culture Boys. I probably told you just in general. Hmm. But one time I went on holiday and we needed to, we were like at just this like cheaper hotel. We we had to, there were restaurants around, but the place didn't have a restaurant. So we like bought stuff to store in our, it, it was like, it, we, I say a hotel, it was kind of like a little apartment. Mm-hmm. It had a fridge and it had a kitchen and stuff. Right. Yeah. And we bought loads of stuff, but we had to get rid of it because we were leaving in like a couple of days. Okay. Yeah. And for some reason, I, I just thought, oh, I'll just put it all in bread Mm -hmm. so i got some bread and i just put whatever i could find in this in this sandwich so that includes oh you know like leftover chicken ham Mm -hmm. chris jam Mm -hmm. peanut butter chocolate spread butter jesus christ I'm I'm talking literally anything that we needed to get rid of and i could find i put it in the thing and i ate it and how did you feel about that afterwards? I was fine for the two days. And then I came home and was like, not so good. You said it affected you long term. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably because I was eating the thing for two days. 
You're eating the not the sandwich. I was recreate. I ate it the first day. I recreated it the next day. You recreated the second. So you had a sandwich more than more than one occasion. Yeah, that's why you know when I came home after two days, I was like a bit off. Right. Okay. And <laughs> what does that tell you? As if you put sushi in the sandwich, then it's not going to have good results. Look, sushi. <laughs> sushi is not a bunch of random shit I found and put in a bread. Okay. <laughs> Sushi no. is a known combination that I just <laughs> happened to put in bread. Not fucking a bunch of leftovers that I found in the place, regardless of what it was, and ate it. That's there's right. a difference. Right. Okay, cool. Let's wrap this like one segment up. Like, do you want to give like a closing statement, Nathan, of your argument, like why sushi belongs in a sandwich? Sushi could belong in a sandwich because anything can go into bread there are infinite combinations that we probably haven't even discovered yet and who knows you might like it so it can work there you go okay i'll give my closing statement as well then in which case ladies and gentlemen in the audience of cultured boys <laughs> we like everyone knows the fact that like most of us have not had a sushi sandwich before and that's because it doesn't exist and it doesn't need to exist like we're fine the way we are like we do not need to make this combination of things you can do it if you want maybe if you're drunk or whatever like come from a night out and have some leftover sushi in the fridge maybe you can do that yourself there's a reason why it's not served in restaurants there's a reason why no one really creates it these days because it's an abomination therefore it should not exist in a sandwich and there we go. That wraps up the first uh, <laughs> little debate that we had. <laughs> do we want to move on to another one, Nathan? Um, or do you want to write it? What do you want to do? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I need to. <laughs> oh, God. This is. This is. Uh, I need to set up the um, screen recording again. That's all right. That, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'm ready now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Okay, Nathan. <laughs> Let's move on to our next discussion point then. For and against. What are we? What are we arguing for? Should I? Should I just take that out real quick? Uh yeah, go on. Unless we get sushi, <laughs> would taste a lot better <laughs> no. in a sandwich again. <laughs> Two, <laughs> except we're arguing just separate sides. Okay. We're not going li- to make you guys listen to another. <laughs> <laughs> All right. People, go on. What's the next topic? Goku was a better dad to Gohan than Piccolo was. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and i will pick for myself this time okay yeah um it doesn't look like it changed okay so um but i hit random choice and it said against okay so you're arguing against the fact that goku was a better dad yes you are pro piccolo i'm pro goku okay so who wants to start uh do you want to start on this one Nathan? okay <clears throat> goku was a terrible dad because he spent most of his time training and essentially abusing his son by forcing him to train. <laughs> he also spent most of his time dead. <laughs> so he couldn't father. Therefore, Piccolo being the only male figure in his life that seemingly has an interest, minus his grandfather, Piccolo is a much better father figure than Goku. Right. I hear, I hear you there. Obviously, Goku died before he could properly train Gohan. However, the first uh, few years of Gohan's life, argue Goku was there for him. Argue didn't like teach him martial arts whatever. Gohan was a bit of a scaredy cat. It's fine. But like it, Goku can't help it. He fucking died. He didn't have a chance to like raise a child. However, like he left him in the capable hands of Piccolo. It's the one thing. And when Goku actually came back and is alive, like think about it, Cell Saga, who trained up Gohan, who made him become Super Saiyan? 
That was Goku, who who basically taught Gohan to like put his rage into fighting, turn Super Saiyan two. It's Goku. Like he cares about his son. He's like, oh yeah, let's um let's trade or whatever. Like he's always an inspiration. Gohan admires his dad. Like again, like think about it. When they're fighting with Raditz. Like, what did Gohan do? Like, he saw Goku getting beat up, and Gohan was like, ah, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And then, like, freaking turned up, like, tried to save Goku. Like, basically did save Goku at one point. And yeah, like, Goku's there for him. And, like, think about it. Last arc, Buu Saga. Like, Goku cares for his son. He's Like, Gohan's there, and he's, like, always admires his dad. Yeah. Better father. Mm, Is he, though? Is he really? Even in your own argument, you said made him turn Super Saiyan, therefore forced. It's not a choice. He made him do it. He made him fight Cell because Goku says he's stronger than him, despite Gohan not wanting to fight. But Gohan's more of a passive soul, and Goku throws in the towel and forces him in there. It's your turn. You can do this. I believe in you. By the way, because of my choices, we're going to get wrecked by some little blue guys. And then you'll get pissed enough after an android's severed head tells you to let go. Not because of anything I did to help you. I've hindered you your entire life. Every time something bad happened to you, that was my fault. Movies aren't canon, but in all the movies, not all of them, but most of the movies, Gohan gets kidnapped because of Goku. And who's saving him? Goku. Who has to save him because he's forced into these situations because of his terrible father. If, if Goku was a bad father, he would have left. But who's always there to save the day, really? Piccolo. But Piccolo turns up late to those things. Piccolo turns up like about like... That's because Piccolo isn't obligated. Goku got there first, bruv. Piccolo is not obligated to do these things. He turns up anyway because he wants to. Nah, Piccolo turns up late because he wants to... And in Superhero, who's actually helping with the actual granddaughter of Goku? Alright, we don't, we, we don't argue about who's a better grandfather here. It's asking about who's I'm not arguing father. the grandfather <laughs> part, really. But I'm just saying, who's more involved with the actual family of Gohan? Is Goku there to teach his granddaughter? Is Goku there to save his granddaughter? Was Goku there to push Gohan to actually fight and pull his finger out? No. That was Piccolo. No, but like, realistically, Goku's doing his best to save it. But Goku has other obligations. He can't be around there all the time. However, he does care for it. He's like, he's a much better for He can be there all the time. He chooses no, not to be there all no. the time. He's, he's busy. I mean, if Goku was there, like, I don't know, slacking around, doing like some Piccolo shit all the time, where would he be? He'd be like, he'd be, well, if he'd be dead. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, Freezer Black? Come down, destroy the earth. Just because Goku ain't been training. He's doing his best. He, Goku is training to save his son and his family. He's he, like he's doing it for the best. He's putting his like time aside as a father uh, to protect. And he cares about his family so much that he's actually setting that time aside. It probably pains him deep down. Like, realistically, Goku probably... Does it, though? Considering he also forced his son and his entire universe and several other universes into fighting each other for the fun of it against Gohan's wishes. Gohan did not want this to go through. Mm -hmm. Gohan was forced into that as well. And Goku forced him to be on the team because they don't have a choice because he already got the Omni King to agree to a tournament. That's not a very good father, is it? (laughs) Fight in my tournament or we all die. (laughs) 
as a father, Goku has strong strong belief in his son, and <laughs> he clearly thinks that his son has so much potential uh, and can push himself. And he always like wants the best for his son, so he throws him into the situations that Gohan might not go into himself because he doesn't believe in himself, for example. So Goku's there to give him that little push, like, "Hey, son, you can do it. I believe in you." For example, what happened in the Cell Saga? Like he did that. He's um he cares. He cares, man. Does he care as much for Gohan as he cares about not losing the fight and not having the world destroyed? I don't know. I don't know. If, if like, Goku didn't care about Gohan, arguably, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have... I'm just saying, in your previous argument, you said he trains to put aside this time so everyone's protected. Mm -hmm. Then why didn't he do that at Cell? Huh? Why didn't... If he, Gohan's got the potential, but why did he not push further? Why did he not take on said burden that you said he's so willing to take on look right uh, Go goku sacrificed himself like because of gohan's mistakes right he sacrificed himself because he forced gohan into situations that he is not willing to take you put the burden of the entire world on an 11 year old mm -hmm. thanks goku dad of the year look he, he he did this because he believes in his son he believes in his son and that is why He's pushed him into that situation. That is like the main reason why he has a love. Look, okay, think about it. You know so, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna extrapolate that, right? Uh -huh, yeah. You're a father. Mm -hmm. You and your 11 year old son are the only people who can save the world. Mm -hmm. But you're not capable of doing it. Your 11 year old son is the one who's gonna be able to do it. Does that mean you're gonna put your 11 year old son, force him into that? I'll, I'll give him the strong encouragement that he needs to take on because he can do this. I won't be able to, but I believe in my son so much that I'd be like, you can do it, boy. I believe in you. That is... Yeah, that's... That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's complete bullshit. <laughs> Look, right? <laughs> Getting a short straw here. <laughs> that's complete bollocks. I wouldn't... <laughs> saying 11 year olds are not capable of changing the world hey 11 year olds could do a lot of these days like, like the, the, the power the power of youth and goku believes in the power of youth he believes in his son therefore he he like he has the like granted he hasn't spent a lot of time with his son because he's spent most of his time dead but like think about it. he's he's tried his best out there like to do what he can for his son he's doing his best yeah i'm not buying it <laughs> i'm not buying it <laughs> he's doing his best I'm not buying it. Piccolo is always there. When Gohan needs something, he always goes to Piccolo first. Doesn't go to Goku. Goes to Piccolo. The first person when the tournament of power was announced that he went to go and train with wasn't his dad. Well, I guess you could say it was his dad because he went to Piccolo first. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, let's, let's, let's just talk about Piccolo for a bit, right? Because you say that Gohan goes to Piccolo first to do a lot of these things. Granted, Piccolo is a strong fighter. He's a very he's very knowledgeable in a lot of things. That is a that is something that Goku can't offer, but that doesn't mean that Piccolo is a better parent than Goku. Just because Piccolo is able to offer a lot more wisdom and all this sort of thing, like who's like Goku? Goku's there for the the care he's su to support his kid. Realistically, look at all the Dragon Ball promo art at the start of Dragon Ball Z. Like who's that? Like Goku's there with his son on his shoulder. They're happy. If you don't see Piccolo there with the son on his shoulder. I mean, that's a different argument. You're talking promos now. That's marketing. <laughs> you know, are you re really going to argue that in marketing, they're going to go for... That's a happy, that's a happy looking family if I ever seen one. 
Yeah, because it's marketing. You put yeah. the main character there because it's marketing. That's who the character, the franchise is known for. They could e- they could have easily done the art of Goku not being there at all and Gohan crying by himself, but they didn't. Well, they wouldn't have to because you know Piccolo would have been there. <laughs> Where was Piccolo though? He's not in the promo art. Piccolo's not in the promo art. That's because people don't appreciate Piccolo the way they need to, okay? But that's a different argument altogether. (laughs) Look, Goku is there for his son. He always will be. If Gohan wanted to go to, I don't know, uh, God's Domain up there and have a little chat with Goku, I'm sure Goku would be fine with it. Like, Goku is always there to help. Yeah, that's if he's not too busy ignoring everyone to train. I mean, the Boo Saga, who's the one that, like, pushed Gohan to, like, awaken his, like, abilities with the Supreme Kai and that? It was Goku. That's because Goku was dead and he couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> but, go like, he pushed Gohan to be able to do this sort of thing, remember? Yeah, because he couldn't. <laughs> not f- because he cares. Yeah, he cares. It's not because he cares for Gohan. It's because he couldn't do it. If that's how you perceive Dragon Ball, Nathan, that's fine. But <laughs> Goku cares for his son. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not as much <laughs> as Piccolo does. That's all it is. Do you really want to wrap this up? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because <I> d- <laughs> this is just going to go in circles. <laughs> Yeah, do you want to make your closing statement? <laughs> no, I, I actually just kind of want this one gone. Oh, I just want this one done. I, I just... <laughs> I'll make a quick closing statement anyway. <laughs> because oh, clearly Nathan hasn't made a closing statement because he doesn't believe that Piccolo is a better father. I believe that Goku is a better father to Gohan than Piccolo is. Uh, like, Goku cares. Like, that's all that needs to be said. Goku cares about his son. He's there if he needs him to be, and that's all that counts. Uh, that'll end my argument there. <laughs> Look, I didn't make a closing statement because it's a moot point, okay? It's kind of a one-sided <laughs> argument. I, I don't need to make an ending statement. I was given this such a fucking short straw. <laughs> <laughs> See? I was really trying. <laughs> oh, man. That was fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that one is like how do you argue that there is imp- <laughs> you can't I, my, my sole argument just relied on goku cares <laughs> well yeah i mean like <laughs> that one was a tough one for you there's yeah, not as many examples of goku actually yeah. being i think that that's the one thing is goku there's actual evidence that piccolo is that more of a father figure <laughs> and the other argument is fine because sushi is like a matter of opinion yeah this is facts this had facts well like it's also like it's not that goku can't be a good dad and there's probably yeah. you know there's that there's not examples of him being a good dad there's just more examples of piccolo being a, a better dad yeah it's so true. But yeah. <laughs> God, that last one was such a struggle. <laughs> oh, man. What? <laughs> right. Um, what do we what do we want to do? You want to do another one or do you want to like call it on there? What do you feel? Um, I don't know. Do it. Should we do another one? I, I, this... Let's do another one. Let's do another one. Let's let's, let's do an extra. Go on. What we'll, we'll do we'll do one more. We'll do one more. We'll do one more. Right. <laughs> Okay, what is it? Komatsu is the best character in Toriko. Oh, for fuck's sake, okay. <laughs> and you are arguing... Please. 
Oh wow, this is broken. Um, Go on. So the first time I hit it, it said against. Oh right, okay. Um, so I'm arguing. I hit it again, and it said four. Uh, so I don't know what you want to do with that. Let's do. Let's do one more. Let's do one more hit, and then we'll go off of that. So I'm arguing against. I'm arguing against the fact that Komatsu is. God, that's gonna be boring. <laughs> this is gonna be exactly exactly the same way it goes every fucking time. Because <laughs> I'm gonna start off right here. Komatsu is fucking awful. <laughs> he is like if you went through all the characters in Toriko he has some bullshit powers man <laughs> he comes through man what is it he comes in as a character who is like less than like was it like he's like a two star chef like he's like a five star he, he's not even like the head of his own restaurant he's just a chef there or whatever and then suddenly he gets paired up with Toriko and like th- and then Toriko's the one that is doing all the fucking legwork Komatsu suddenly comes out of nowhere and with some bullshit powers and like we're expected to think that he's the best fucking chef in this fucking world you serious no (laughs) (laughs) i've been building this up for 10 years more than 10 years (laughs) the fact that you can't say shit that komatsu is a good character in toriko i do not like komatsu he is the fucking worst person (laughs) 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 Ah. go on Uh. what's your point go on what's your what's your point so first of all I'm pretty sure he was the head chef and second of all I'm pretty sure out of a 10 star system I think it was a 6 star restaurant actually Mm -hmm. right okay okay fine fine we'll roll with that and if he sucks so bad why was he always there because Toriko just brought him along why was he the first one to recreate century soup an almost lost recipe because he's the best He's not the best. He, where does this growth come from? Why was he w- in in the new world with Toriko surviving for a few years? Because he's the best. He's not the best. He's not. He is. He's just come. This is random show. And he doesn't have bullshit powers because he's got miracle food luck. Okay, food luck. Everybody was studying to get food luck, and he just had it because he's the best, bro. No, like he can't just. This is the bullshit thing. Even his was it so-called power that comes around whatever fucking how many times a year? I don't give a shit. Food luck. That is the most bullshit thing I've ever heard. That is like, oh yeah, we need to write a way of getting this character some like so, I don't know some fucking identity, something that makes him more relevant. That's like real luck. Real luck's bullshit, but you can't argue people have it. But then food luck, food luck, really? Like it's just like, but this is the one thing about it. This is one thing that annoys me most about Kamatsu getting this fucking food luck right. It's the fact that like it's he, he's clearly like you said a six star chef. Okay, my mistake. He's a six-star chef in a restaurant, and even then, he's like... I mean, I wouldn't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's around five to six stars. You might. Yeah, I think I think you're right. He probably is that kind of thing. But even then, he's introduced this character, which is like, no freaking... Like, he's just there. Like, it's just random. He's he's a run-of-the-mill chef. And then suddenly, he gets paired with Toriko. And then suddenly, over time, we, we, have, to, we have to make him more relevant. What do we do? Give him some fucking food luck. And then we're supposed to accept this? The fact that, oh, yeah, he, uh, here, he has the luck of finding ingredients. It's bullshit. Where did this come from? If he had this food luck for so long, why has he not used it until now? Because he wasn't exposed to enough ingredients. He wasn't exposed to all the wonders, Pepe. You're telling me that a six-star chef isn't exposed to enough ingredients? You're telling me this guy that has spent his whole life... No. In a world where the food is as far and as wide as the imagination can go he worked for a hotel 
that's a pretty mid to high end hotel. They probably can't afford to buy all the ingredients. Nah. So he won't have experienced everything. If you're able to run a hotel which is six to five stars, I expect it to have some good fucking quality ingredients. Look, I'm not arguing that either, but yeah. at the same time, if you're not exposed to certain things, it's like you could be amazing at something, but you don't know yet because you didn't experience it. But you've had all the opportunity to be experienced. Oh, so okay, so I've never I've never gone fishing before. But I might just turn up to I might turn up on a boat one day on a lake. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm I've got the fishing luck. And it's like, wait, what that Yeah, you might. <laughs> you might. You don't know. <laughs> but this is one thing I've never been fishing. I've I've never But I'm not saying that you have to do like Komatsu and go into the pyramid and discover the <laughs> hidden fucking things. You don't have to go that extreme. My my thing here is that Komatsu spent his whole time around food, his whole life, in a world full of food, no, no less. In a world that is practically run by food. Like, And the fact that he hasn't had this awakening earlier of supposed food luck when you spend your whole life around food is absolutely ridiculous why is it suddenly come into play now just because he's going like to the like, like you said he had to go to like some mad pyramid to experience this like why he spent the whole time around food surely there's got to be opportunities for you to awaken this food luck earlier because again it's a skill that people can enhance and grow and build in this world nah bullshit bullshit so he wasn't exposed to food luck initially so once he was it's like the floodgates open isn't it nah it's 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 ridiculous like if if he came from no talent whatsoever and then he suddenly found out he had the food luck i'd be like okay fair enough fair enough he, he's never done this before but it turns out he actually has a proper skill for it but however he's spent his whole life around food as a no less a head chef of a six star to five star restaurant and you're telling me that he has not realized that he has food luck until then like he's spent his whole life what the fuck has he been doing like man's just like there building that experience bro build experience no it, it, it took him like that's how it works in shonen isn't it yeah shonen fucking luffy didn't go straight off into the sea and then like oh yeah gear five motherfuckers <laughs> Fucking Goku didn't appear and was like, yeah, I'm just Super Saiyan Blue now, deal with it. But Goku and Luffy were competent fighters within that area of like where he started off with. Komatsu was like almost fired from his job, from what I remember, don't quote me on it. He's competent at being a chef. A chef in a a restaurant which like he has no business being because he's so shit. Do not like Komatsu, he's awful. Worst thing about Toriko, easy. What do you mean he didn't deserve to be? He was their head chef. He clearly nah. showed his skills. Clearly not enough if he's... Uh... And gained more skills when he was with Toriko, which is why he could prepare the legendary ingredients. But like he... <sighs> that makes him the best character. No, no. Because Toriko can't prepare these ingredients. And he's the main character. And none of the other four kings can do it because they're not good enough. I haven't gone back to Toriko in a few years so it's a bit I, I know that my hate is very much from a time of when I was reading Toriko however I feel like it's undeserved for a character such as Komatsu to be granted this food luck where there are so many better chefs out there that have like done this for years arguably probably the same time as Komatsu and then suddenly he comes through with some bullshit quirk of I've got food luck where he goes fishing one point and catches this fucking fish I don't know what the fuck he does it's been a while since I've watched or read Toriko but my point stands 
that he is not the best character. He's far from the best character. He is shit. That's what I'm going to say. He's <laughs> shit. He's a little shit. I don't care about him. It's his stupid face. <laughs> I mean, I'll agree he does have a stupid face, but he's still the best character. And arguably, it's kind of his story. Toriko just happens to have the, the title, okay? <laughs> Don't 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 pull the don't don't pull this bullshit card in a series called Toriko. You're gonna say it's Komatsu's story? No. I mean, it's more about Komatsu's growth. Don't pull. Nah, you go. You... And Komatsu learning to to harness his food luck and to create these dishes from these all of these legendary ingredients. Nah, this is now nah, this is Toriko's series. Toriko is just like the puppet, you know what I mean? Like the puppet. He's... No, the series is called Toriko, therefore it's gonna be about Toriko. Let's let's be honest here. Like it's the same way the series is called Naruto. You're not gonna be like, oh, you know whose story this is? It's Sakura's story because she grows as a character. Oh, I would never say that. Yeah, exactly. I'd say I would never ever say that. But that's because Sakura does not have as much like weight on the story as Komatsu does. I'm going to say that arguably Komatsu is the Sakura of Toriko. No. Nah, it's a bullshit character. I think there was actually a character in Toriko closer to that. Probably is, actually. (laughs) 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 Really bad female representation in that series, I'll tell you that. (laughs) 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 I won't argue against that at all. (laughs) But the fact is that Nah, Komatsu just he's just a he's a shit character, man. Like the series is about Toriko. It's about Toriko's venture to create the perfect menu. Realistically, he they could have chosen any other chef in that world. Could they have though? Yeah, they easily could have. Like probably Could they have though? Okay, let's let's think of it this way, right? Toriko went on an adventure of Komatsu for this guy in a five to six star restaurant. Easily he like Toriko won the four Heavenly Kings, right? Could have had any chef go with him and help prepare these ingredients. And if we're talking about the growth, say okay, so like say we have this uh chef from a nine star or ten star restaurant right uh think of the potential there that walk with that if you're saying the same rate that kombatsu grew like oh yeah like he went long or his journey or whatever that these sort of things what if like we put a the potential of a 10 star chef in kombatsu's place he can also grow and potentially have this bullshit food luck work be so much better than kombatsu would it though because you'd still have the same argument but it's worse now because they were at a 10 star restaurant a top end restaurant so why didn't they know? What do you mean, why did they know? Why weren't they already like... Why weren't they already like that then? Where's their food luck? Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. Apparently, You'd have the same argument. All you did was change him out for someone who... Exactly. Who has experience at a top-end restaurant. If we, if we went... I, 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 I still think that food luck is bullshit. I'm like, this is one thing, right? Is that if you were going to argue the fact that, oh, yeah, Kabatsu is the best character, you could have easily switched him out for better better character with more skills at the start of the series and see that progression even further it's like imagine if you put like no because that's not as interesting (laughs) it could have been it's clearly not as it's not though because they're already at the peak of like human possibility but think of the potential think about the potential like that could have happened like this guy goes to like is who's like a top of the range chef even better he could be like the gordon ramsay of toriko no, because Komatsu's like higher than that. Whoever's like top whatever. But even like, nah, we, we could easily replace Komatsu with anyone and it'd be better. I, I, would argue, I could argue nah. that you could replace her with Sanji. The fact that you imagine you put Sanji in there. Fucking hell. Imagine the fucking shit that go down if you put Sanji instead of Komatsu in Toriko. Easily. Slaps. I mean, Sanji wouldn't have the food luck. He would do if he was in Toriko. Sanji, Sanji would have skills. 
I'm not I'm not saying he don't got skills, but Sanji wouldn't have the same food luck. Arguably, I'd say Sanji is a better chef than Kamatsu at the start of Toriko. But imagine if Sanji went on that adventure. Again, Sanji has the potential for growth, if you, as you were saying before, if you wanted to go for that. Which means that Sanji would eventually develop food luck. Because Kamatsu is apparently able to develop food luck. So Sanji could do the same. Imagine Sanji with food luck. Freaking... I'm not saying Sanji can't have food luck. I'm just saying yeah. Sanji wouldn't have the same level of food luck. Wait, so there's different levels of food luck now? Yes, because there's that whole thing with the with the chefs who train at those temples. There's different levels of food luck. Yeah. Uh, Kabatsu's just got the god tier food luck, you're saying that? Yes. Shit, bullshit power. Some bullshit fucking power. That's what that is. Fucking food luck. Get out of here. Food luck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even if I was arguing against this point, this would be such a struggle for me. Because, or like for this point, Eden. Because I would never change my mind the fact that Kamatsu is absolutely god-awful. This is my closing statement. That's what, that's what makes this a great argument. This is this is this is my closing statement, by the way. My fact, my points haven't changed in the fact that when I started this argument, it's the fact that Kamatsu is shit. He's a shit character. <laughs> it's a bullshit food luck power. Doesn't deserve like where he is right now. Some poor fucking design motherfucker. That's harsh actually. That's just coming on the way he looks. But I don't like him. He's awful. Worst character. Bit D like F tier. F tier character. Done. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Komatsu is oh, the best character because a lot of things that happen in Toriko can't happen without him without the chef who gains the skills to make the ingredients who finds out how to prepare the ingredients that no one else has been able to prepare Toriko can't have these adventures Toriko can't progress in his full course menu therefore Komatsu best character Kamatsu bad, that's my argument. <laughs> right, okay, cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> Still absolutely don't like him. Like, if, if any of these fucking topics has got my blood boiling more than ever, it's fucking Kamatsu. <laughs> that's why it's on here. Uh, I had to put something on here to wind you up. I knew you was going to put some shit on here that would really, <laughs> really just grind my gears. God, you know how to fucking aggravate him more than anyone else, Nathan, I'll tell you. That. I mean, I would argue you also do the same. <laughs> and that, guys, is the premise of Cultured Boys Debates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Right, okay, I think that pretty much brings an end to the episode now. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> thank you for listening, guys. If you want us to do another episode of these, let us know. <laughs> Could even throw them in. Who knows? Yeah, it might. It would make it easier for me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> we've like we've chosen these things on like the bias of the yeah, I Like a lot of our topics are very much geared <laughs> against one another. Especially like a lot of mine were geared to just make Nathan angry. So <laughs> yeah, I'm staring at one right now. That, um <laughs> definitely is like oh you cheeky you cheeky so-and-so <laughs> so yeah well if we decide to do another th one of those you might see that come up in another episode but yeah thank you for listening guys remember to sign us on podcast platforms uh there's also our twitter you can check out and catch us next time for another cultured boys episode right bye bye bye